what's going on what's going on what is going on shalom shalom to all of our listeners i want to welcome you once again to the infinite ascension podcast the infinite ascension podcast i am hanuk hanuk nasaya the armor bearer and i am your host for the infinite ascension podcast here we enlighten encourage and empower others with the tools necessary to ascend to their highest level yes there is a greater level that you can reach and we motivate you to strive to reach that level through our information explanations and personal experiences so let's get into this week's focus we previously discussed the pain of perseverance and man what a powerful conversation what a great conversation that was if you haven't heard or listened to that episode i encourage you to tune in and check it out on the infinite ascension podcast we are everywhere we're on itunes we're on spotify we're all over the place so you can find us if you look for us um soon we'll be getting the youtube stuff up and running and uh we'll be having that going as well but right now um you can find us um just about every uh just about every um podcast platform so check us out itunes spotify iHeartRadio, um a whole bunch of other ones <laughs> you can find us check us out um last week's topic was the pain of perseverance and uh i we talked about uh, perseverance self-motivation and energy transformation all right and i encourage you all to go check it out ton of great information go check that one out but we are not done it's not over yet um we have so much to learn and to share with you all so that being said we're going to shift to this topic this week and the topic we're going to focus on this week for this week's podcast is going to be authentic endurance authentic endurance so i'm gonna switch it up a little bit this week and start off with a, a short um story a short example something i've a story i heard before about someone um that i want to share so this individual's name is uh louise zamperini louise zamperini louise zamperini an italian-american officer in the second world war he was shot down over the pacific ocean but that was just the start of a remarkable ordeal his life raft that he you know inflated for himself was attacked by sharks and shot at by japanese aircraft during the 47 days adrift at sea when the boat reached the land after a 2,000 mile journey he was captured by the Japanese and tortured in a brutal prisoner of war camp not only was he shot down in the Pacific he had the longest journey in a life raft ever recorded but then instead of rescue instead of deliverance on the verge of death he gets washed up on the worst torture island that the Japanese had in their control the experiences tormented Zamperini's post-war life 
eventually he did make it out um but these experiences uh just they, they were tormenting for him they, they tortured him he became a product of his of his experiences the things that happened to him was how he identified he was identified by his past he was taught by his torture he was stuck in a wilderness experience in 1949, after years of, of struggling with the trauma experienced through these different situations, things began to turn around for him. He had an incident occur in his life that caused him to forgive the men who held him prisoner, including the sadistic Japanese corporal uh, Mushiro Watanabe, who was known as the bird, one of the uh, most torturous uh uh, commanders in that camp but he forgave him and this saga is all you know chronicle in Hildebrand's book Unbroken a World War II story of survival resistance and redemption I encourage anyone um, to go and read that book Unbroken um, I think there's also a movie uh, about it but the, the book goes you know into extreme detail it's, it's powerful but he ended up forgiving the guy and uh, he conducted an interview later on in life um, about his experiences so in the recorded interview conducted later in his life um, the interview interviewer asked um, a key turning point and unbroken is the night in 1949 when you hear a young man giving a spiritual lecture in Los Angeles if that night had never happened how do you think your life would be different and Zamperini responds I wouldn't have a life. I wouldn't have a life. I think I'd be dead. I was going downhill fast, but an opportunity came to town. So we're discussing today an authentic endurance. So there are a few traits. There are very few traits, I should say, that are more powerful than authenticity. An authentic individual oftentimes can attract more than some of the greatest leaders in the world. To be authentic is defined as conforming to an original so as to reproduce essential features or to be true to one own, one's own personality, spirit, or character. Therefore, we can view someone who carries the characteristics of being an authentic individual as someone who is not only true to themselves but someone who is capable of duplicating the unique qualities of their personality and spirit in the lives of those around them if you are an authentic individual if you have a strong character trait of authenticity you should see the traits that you have duplicated and produced displayed in those around you that's the true characteristic of authenticity. Now, endurance is defined as the ability to withstand hardship or adversity. So the question that everyone listening should ask themselves is, can I endure? Can I endure? And if I can, what makes my ability to withstand adversity unique? What makes it different than the average person who overcomes the obstacle or withstands a struggle 
or continues forward in the midst of issues? What makes my ability to endure authentic? So, and if I'm if I'm able to endure, if I'm able to to withstand, and I'm and I'm showing that I'm unique, what steps do I take? What thoughts do I have when I'm going through? What makes them unique? What are my unique steps that I take? What are my unique thoughts that I have? How mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, ruachly fit does my hardships require me to be? Because your trials, your issues, your traumas, your fights, the things that you have had to go through in order to build the calluses necessary for you to hold on, to become stronger, those things are what steps you take or you have taken in order to become the person you are. How do we embrace those things? How do we build upon those things to become even stronger, to become even greater, to become even wiser, and to eventually build the callus strong enough to endure long enough to become who we're supposed to be? Because the thing is, is no one wants to just keep going through and having rough experiences. Thinking, well, I'm eventually I'm going to be stronger. I'm just going to keep on going through and keep on going through and keep on going through. And maybe one day I'll be stronger. Muhammad Ali, you know, he had a, a great saying, one of my one of my favorite sayings. Um, Muhammad Ali, he had one of my favorite sayings. And someone asked him one day, they said, how many push-ups do you do in a day? Muhammad Ali smiling always quick with it he replied i only begin counting when it hurts so now ask yourself how many stories do i have how many trials have i been through how many times have i almost quit and then instead of looking for an answer from someone else reply to yourself Say, man, I don't know how many I've been through. I don't know what I've, how many things I've struggled with. I don't have that exact number because I only begin counting when it really, really hurts. We must have this mentality in order to grow. Because it's through pain and resistance that muscles build and grow. And when you start lifting weights, for example... Your body undergoes a lot of adaptations. Your body goes through a lot of different changes when you're lifting weights. Muscles get bigger. Tendons get stronger. And fat tissues decrease. Your skin adapts to the stress of barbell training by forming rough, tough calluses on your hands where you grip the barbell. This means that the longer... You lift, the longer you can hold on to the barbell, and the more weight that you put on the barbell, eventually, the more weight you can lift or carry for a longer period of time. Does that mean that you have to go out there and 
you know, every single day you lift or you carry the heaviest weight? Absolutely not. But it does mean that the lighter weights are no longer viewed as struggles. No. We don't call the lightweight struggles anymore. Now we call that exercising. And I love to exercise. I look forward to exercising. So let's change it up. I look forward to my trials. I look forward to my issues. I celebrate the pain. I seek the pain. My endurance carries me through. My muscular endurance pushes me through to the end of that workout, to the end of that exercise. But it's only gotten to that point because I've carried heavy weight before and I didn't let it stop me. It wasn't easy initially, but now I can endure a lot more weight than I could when I first started. And I'm at the point now, like I said, where I look forward to the weight. When I first started, man, I was a lightweight. I was 150 pounds soaking wet. And actually, I <laughs> I was 135 pounds soaking wet. After, you know, a few years in the Army, I got up to 150 pounds. And I thought I was doing something. Still couldn't carry no weight. Still, I could carry weight, but I couldn't lift no weight. Throwing on my back, I'll carry it. But I'm going to need some help getting it up and throwing on my back. I'm at the point now. Eventually, I got to the point in the military, especially when I was at my, my peak. And I'm actually, it's funny because I'm returning back to my peak instead of getting away from it. Um, the older or the more uh, age I'm putting on. Um, but the what I realized is, man, if I want to be stronger, not only do I need to carry more weight, I need to put on more weight. The more weight I put on, the more weight I could carry. The stronger I became, right, the longer I could endure the more I enjoyed working out. It wasn't just about running. And there's nothing wrong with I run a lot still. There's nothing wrong with running, but it wasn't only about running. Because running, I wasn't carrying any weight. It was just me by myself. You know, the weight that I had was what I was carrying. That was easy because it didn't require any anything additional. It was just what I already had on me. But when I begin to add weight, when I throw a, a rucksack on or I throw a weighted vest on or some, you know, ankle weights or some wrist rates when I throw that stuff on what began to happen is my physical strength wasn't enough I had to tap into a mental strength I had to tap into an emotional strength I had to tap into a spiritual strength in order to endure the entirety of the exercise so the important question that we have is how do we build our endurance to maneuver through the exercise more importantly how do we build our endurance to maneuver through this life effectively to maneuver through this life effectively how do we build our endurance for that so let's dive into it so hidden mysteries and visions of superhuman splendor have been revealed by prayer and spiritual concentration rewind that if you didn't hear it no i'll say it again hidden mysteries and visions of superhuman splendor have been revealed by prayer and spiritual concentration. These methods enhance the mental and physical powers and gives us the ability to extend the ordinary capacities. Don't worry, we're going to explain. The understanding, right, 
the understanding that we're gaining from this, the understanding of how to maneuver through life effectively and balanced. Because it's not just about being effective, but we also got to be balanced. That's the most effective way to maneuver. Right. We talked about working out earlier. If you have a whole bunch of if you're super fit in the cardio realm, cardiovascular realm, but you don't have any muscular endurance, then you may be able to run a long time, but you can't carry any weight or you can't lift any weight. Or if you're really strong, but you have no endurance, no cardiovascular endurance, you may be able to lift some heavy weight one time. But you can't lift it for an extended period of time. We want to be able to do everything. We want to be able to do everything. Some people look at those as people who can do that, like superheroes. Right. So how do you tap into those superhuman traits? What I've discovered through my studies, through my experiences, is it's through it starts with the foundation of prayer and concentration, spiritual concentration. Because the understanding of how to maneuver through life effectively and balance can be attained through prayer and meditation. You want to be balanced? Pray and meditate. Studies have shown that hum- that the human mind, uh, the human mind infused with spiritual understanding, can, it, it always has greater endurance. Right? There's been multiple studies to show that that a person who is tapped in spiritually, a person that is connected spiritually, they and they understand what they're tapped into. They understand the the spiritual level, spiritual realms they're tapping into. Then they normally have greater endurance, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and extends the influence of their thoughts, and it gives the average minds access to higher realms and greater strengths the average person becomes stronger wiser more emotionally in tune and connected and more spiritually focused when they apply prayer and meditation to their lives look at some of the the most influential uh, personalities in this world a vast majority of them will tell you that they have some type of prayer or meditation uh, pattern in their lifestyle that they apply in order to maintain focused and balanced and if they are doing it why not you if it's working for them why not you they're not more disciplined than you you can be more disciplined you can pray at a more consistent rate you can be focused in a in a greater way you can meditate for for 5 10 15 minutes a day the first thing in the morning, roll up, roll your behind out the bed, fall on the floor, and just pray. Pray until you wake up. Meditate. Just think focused and quietly till your mind gets right. Until you know exactly what goal you decide to go after or achieve that day. Focus on that for 5, 10, 15 minutes. That's meditation. Focusing on that thing. The... You know, the, the more we focus, the, you know, more we gain an understanding of how to transition through life or how to, uh, yeah, how to move along the terrain of this life. You know, if you want to get through struggles faster, I say this to people all the time. If you want to go get through struggles faster, you have to learn how to drive through life slower. I'll say it again, because that, that probably was, a, you know, a good one, a through one. 
So if you want to go through struggles faster, if you want to get through struggles faster, learn how to drive through life slower. If you want to get through struggles faster, learn how to drive through life slower. Work on breathing and meditating and focusing in a spiritual manner. You know, in the scriptures, in the very first Psalms, Daoud, he emphasizes that he meditates day and night. What an example from one who is known for fighting giants. Again and again, he expressed how he meditates on the words, works, and experiences that he had with the Most High. His spiritual experiences, he focused on them day and night. Some of his uh, Psalms, he says, and when I'm out on guard, I'm, I'm meditating on your precepts. I'm thinking about your words and how they connect with one and the other. How many of us can say that when I'm at work? I'm thinking about spiritual things. When I'm driving through the city and just looking around at nature or at the local environment, I'm figuring out how this environment connects with spiritual things, with the spiritual realm, with the spiritual environment. I'm understanding how all of these things connect with one another and how I can use these things to grow and to build. Why would he do this? Why would he focus so much on meditating spiritually or meditating on the spiritual realm? Because a higher spiritual understanding creates a greater and stronger level of endurance. And in order to not just fight against giants, but to defeat giants, you have to be able to endure. Focus and concentration. On the spiritual meaning of trials will allow you to be able to endure at a higher rate at a higher rate so I want us to think about this concentrated thoughts attracts the assistance of mental action what does that mean think about it when you focus and concentrate on something long enough you go from just thinking about it to beginning to think about how you solve a problem or solve or bring a resolution or not just to a problem, but how you apply that action or that event or that circumstance you're thinking on. So let me give you an example. So I'm like, man, my family is doing great right now, you know, financially, mentally, physically. Spiritually, rockly, we're in a great position, but I, I want to be able to provide something more for my family. I want us to be able to, you know, have, you know, one big outing a month, you know, not a long vacation every month, you know what I'm saying? But I want us to be able to go do something great at least once a month. So what is that going to require? I start to focus on that thing. I'm focusing on it so much that I start to identify potential solutions. And I want to do this. Okay, well, I can make more money. I can sacrifice some things we're spending money on. We probably need about this much money to go out. I can look at uh, options of things for us to do. Eventually, I come up with a whole game plan for us to accomplish that idea that I began to focus on.
that I concentrated on. Concentrated thought attracts the assistance of mental action. Whose mental action? Yours. When you concentrate on something, then you are telling your conscious mind, all right, subconsciously, this is what we want to do. Your conscious mind has to follow suit because your subconscious is putting so much effort towards it, so much energy towards it. Now, the way you apply this on a greater level is through wisdom and spiritual spiritual focus. I know we say, you know, meditation, some people get scared. Spiritual focus. That's all it really is. All right. Wisdom and understanding through prayer. Right. Demand is brought forward. So like when you pray on different things or about different things, when you meditate on different things or about different things, you begin to gain wisdom and understanding on those things. They're imparted to you. Imparted? Well, who in the world is imparting to me? You are. You are. That is by claiming the right of our divine powers, right? So there are some of us out there that have a divine right, a divine right to fulfill the promises of asking and seeking in order to receive and find. We have a divine right, and we will dive into that. We're gonna save that one. We'll save that one. We'll save that one because that's that'll take us into a whole another level that we are gonna get into eventually. But I want us to build a foundation through these different conversations before we start diving that that deep, right? But the point is, if you focus, if you focus spiritually via prayer and meditation, you'll produce the power to endure. And this endurance is unique in that it's fueled by spiritual understanding. That's what makes it unique. It's fueled by spiritual understanding. So, man, you're saying a whole bunch of words. Not, yeah, you're saying a whole bunch of great things. But um, give me an example, man. Okay. Authentic endurance, right? So, here we go. I had just completed probably the most intense deployment of any of my trips. And... Upon return home, I had taken some time off. I given my guys some time off, and I decided um, to take my team through some intense training afterwards. We went through a, you know, intense deployment. Then we had a real big break. Then I was like, "Hey, we got to get our minds back focused. Let's get back into it." So we're going through this intense training, um, four weeks long. We're on our very last day of four weeks of training, and on the last day on the <laughs> on the last mission, um, it's probably about ten at night. Um, I'm, we're walking through the woods. We're getting ready to assault this train objective, and we're we're in the wood line, you know, hiding out and you know, uh, conducting a recon on this objective. And I take a knee. And when I'm taking a knee, we're like, you know, observing everything happening around the area, and we're, you know, it's quiet. You know what I'm saying? And as I'm standing back up, I feel something like pinch my knee, and I'm like, man, what in the world was that? So I wipe my leg, you know, wipe my leg off, shake it off, and we get going. So it felt like something bit me, but I wasn't really sure, you know, like whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? We training right now, you know, so I, we, we go forward. We continue to train and complete all the training. And 
we get done probably about two in the morning and at two in the morning i go i grab my medic i'm like yo man like i think something bit me like something maybe it was a bug bite i don't know but like something just above my left knee kind of hurts man so he's asking me all these questions man how you feel like does it feel you know numb is it i'm like nah you know i'm i'm straight just feels a little weird like something's there i can still feel the bite you know it's like a little bump so he's like let me check it out so he looks at my knee just above my knee and he's like okay i see a little little bite so he takes like a, a sharpie and he draws around it like hey we're gonna check it again in a couple hours just to make sure you know that there's nothing you know it hasn't grown or anything like that i'm like all right it's like well look like you know we'll come back together at five in the morning we have you know one last uh meeting we wanted to have before we released everybody so i said i'm gonna go and get some rest and then i want everybody to meet back up at five so everyone takes off get up around five we all come back in i'm feeling a little woozy a little delusional my adrenaline's gone you know run off so i'm <laughs> now i'm starting to feel it a little bit i'm like man i don't know what's going on with me i'm tired i'm sweating like crazy so I go over to my medic and he's like, hey, man, how you feeling? I'm like, dude, I'm, I don't know, like a little tired, you know, but I'm trying to be tough still. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. With me. He's like, well, let's look at the leg. And he looks at it. And all he says is, yo, we need to go to the ER right now. Like the ER? I'm like, what you mean? So I look down at my leg, the infected area that he had drawn dots around was just about the size of a nickel had now grown to the size of a softball and I was so delusional at the time that I didn't realize what was happening to my body we we're talking about authentic endurance so rush to the ER I'm sitting there I tell them like hey I was bitten by something it's grown to this super crazy size I don't know what it was um, I need to get seen by someone immediately they're like yeah 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 um, go take a seat and you know military doctors Go take a seat. We'll get to you in a, in a minute. So I'm sitting there about 10 minutes. I'm starting to like fall asleep a little bit. I'm like, yo, what's going on with me? I get back up like, yo, I, I said I need to see somebody. What's going on? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to see you in a minute. Like, no, look, like something's wrong with you right now. They're like, okay, so go have a seat. We'll see. I'm like, okay. I'm not about to die in this ER. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. Let me get out of here. So we have a, you know, our own little medical shed. So I drive over there. And I'm like, yo, look, like, I don't know what equipment we have here, but check it out. Like, I was bit by something. It looks like I have two kneecaps right now on one leg. I need something done. Like, I'm starting to fall asleep. I'm getting delusional. Like, I'm sweating like crazy. My, my body's starting to hurt. My leg's starting to go numb. So they rush me in the back. And this is how we do sometimes. <laughs> they rush me in the back. And they're like, oh, man, this is crazy. We got a, you were, it looks like a brown, brown recluse bite. It's a spider. Um, and it's starting to eat up the tissue in your in your leg and it's starting to eat up the muscle. We need to scrape all the venom out So there I go. They put me on the bed um, No anesthesia no anesthesia Tough times, right? Now we got to dig this out So they go in they start scraping out all the uh, all the pus all the venom all the nastiness and It takes a while but by the time they get done scraping it out it had gone from the size of a softball back to the size of a quarter. But like a huge chunk of my leg was like missing now. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like I look like a zombie, you know, what in the world? 
So, you know, I call my bosses, let them know what's going on. One of my bosses shows up. He's like, hey, man, um, we got this, this training coming up next week. We want you to, uh, to go to. Now, this is Saturday. The training starts on Monday, which means I would have to leave tomorrow. I'm sitting in the doctor's office right now with my leg all wrapped up. You know, it's... They cut the hole in my leg, dug all the stuff out, and then they stuffed it, stuffed my leg with medicated gauze. So, I'm like, hey man, I don't think I can go to that training because I would need to be able to run. And if I don't run, I won't get accepted. If I don't get accepted, then that's a big deal. Like, I don't think I can do this. And he's like, hey man, like, yeah, I hear you. We really need you to go. Um, so, like, you know, we need you to go to this thing. We already put your name in. We already submitted it. You know, you got to go. So, I'm like, okay. You know, it is what it is. You know, army is the army. It's going to keep on rolling. So let's go to this thing. They'll understand. So I get over there. I have my uh, little profile saying that, hey, you know, I was injured recently and I can't run. So I get there. First day, they're like, hey, look, tomorrow we have a physical fitness test. Um, if you have a profile, we're only accepting profiles from combat. Like if you have a profile from something that happened here, like, nah, you got to go back home. So I'm like, hey, look. Here's my profile. They're like, ah, now nah, we ain't accepting that. But if you leave, it's going to count as a voluntary withdrawal. So if I was you, I would just run. They didn't think it was serious. So I'm like, I don't think I can run, man. I got my leg is stuffed right now with medicated gauze. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, we hear you, man. But like, you know, it is what it is. Just knock out the run. It's not that hard, you know. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, man. Like, I'm, I'm ready for whatever. So. The time that I had to hit for the run was uh, like 14 and a half minute, two mile. Just nothing, right? I run out of my sleep. I get uh, the next day, wrap my legs super tight, stuff it with the medicated gauze, you know what I'm saying? Take some uh, Motrin, and I go out there. Push-ups, crush the push-ups, sit-ups, crush the sit-ups, go out for the two-mile run. I'm running. First mile and a half, and I'm getting it, you know? We're keeping probably about a, you know, a 6.30, 6.40 pace. And all of a sudden, I feel this gush from my leg. And the bandage that was wrapped in my leg just turns red. I'm like, what in the world is this? So I start to slow down, but I'm like, man, I got a half a mile left. Like, just run. And all of a sudden, the bandage falls off. The medicated gauze comes spitting out. I'm on some tough times, right? So I end up hopping the last probably quarter mile. And I finished six seconds slow. Slower than what I needed. So I needed it like a 14.30 or whatever it was. I get like 14.36. So I passed the uh, finish line. They're like, hey man, like 14.36. Like you didn't pass. And I just like fall down. And they're like, whoa, what in the world is up with your leg? I'm like, I tried to tell you guys. It was stuffed with this gauze. And like, they're like, all right, we need to get you over to the medic. So I go and see the medic. And I get checked out. They wrap it back up. They fix me up. I go to talk to the, the leaders in that, uh, that training. They're like, hey, you got to go back home. Because, you know, you didn't pass this run. And then secondly, like, bro. Like, look at you. You can't do this training. I was like, I tried to tell you this yesterday. If I go back home right now, like, it's over for me. You know, because it's going to look like I failed. You know, which I did. But, it, you know, it wasn't my fault. And I'm saying all this stuff. And 
They're like, alright, we hear you, but you know the rules are the rules, you gotta go home. So, okay. So I was bit by the bug on Saturday. I drove ten hours to the training on Sunday. We signed in Monday. Did the test on Tuesday. Didn't pass the test. Call back home. My leader says, hey, we want to talk to you at 5 in the morning tomorrow. So I had to drive back 10 hours that night. Well, really the afternoon into that night. So the whole time I'm driving, my leg is propped up on the uh, I'm in my car while I'm driving. Because, I, you know, I can't let it be bent certain ways or else it'll start bleeding again. So I do that for 10 hours. I get back. Got zero sleep. Stressed out. They say, hey man, like we're gonna go talk to the main boss. Like he don't worry, he understands everything. Like it is what it is. We know we shouldn't have sent you, but we're just gonna talk to him real quick. Like, okay, cool. Walk into the guy's office and he's like, Man, you're a failure. You're a failure to the military, you're a failure to your family, you're a failure to the unit. I'm taking your team from you. And I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do everything I can in my power to kick you out the army. That's what he said to me talking about tough times man can you endure so I'm frustrated I'm like well you don't and well what about this and he doesn't let me talk I get out of my office so I leave I talk to my leader he's blown away he didn't see that coming and kind of caught us both off guard he's like man just go home get some rest well you know we know you drove this whole way I didn't know it was for this but go get some rest and we'll talk about it tomorrow so I drive home. I get home. My wife, she already aware of everything that happened. I already called her on the way. So I get home. I sit on my couch. Motivation shot. Legs still in pain. My team that I had built from the ground up, they were the worst team. Now we were the best team. It was just taken from me. I wasn't even given a chance to fight. It was just taken from me. Everything I had worked for up to this point was just snatched away and I was sitting at home bloody and confused with my head down my wife comes in the room this is why it's important to have you know those of you who are looking for uh, for, for marriage um, your Isha or your Ish your wife your husband has to be they have to know how to encourage you they have to know how to build you up they have to know what to say to you if you know me and you know my Isha this story won't sound as crazy to you so I'm sitting there in my Isha Sirach that RV therapist she comes over and she's like so so what's the plan and I'm like well I told you everything that happened I don't know what they are gonna do she's like no 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 not what's their plan what's your plan and I was like what you what you mean what's my plan like I just told you that this happened and that happened. Don't you see my leg? Don't you see? I'm like bleeding through my pants right now. Like, don't you see all this? She's like, yeah, I hear you. But what's the plan? I'm like, yo, I don't know. I don't have no plan. She was like, what? She looked at me and she was like, who is this? Who is this dude I'm talking to right now? My ish, my husband, he always has a plan. He always figures it out. He never quits. He never lets anything be taken away from him. If he leaves the military, it's going to be because he walked away, not because something was taken from him. Nah, I don't know you. You call me when my husband gets back. 
and she walked out the room. <laughs> right? So I sat there. And I thought to myself, yeah. It was exactly what I needed to hear. This ain't me. This ain't me. And I sat there and closed my eyes from that moment and I began to meditate spiritually. And I began to pray for one thing. Not for answers. Not for solutions. I prayed for endurance. Because I knew if I could endure through this pain, if I could endure through this issue, through this struggle, not only would I overcome it, but I would be stronger as a result of it. So I went outside. She was out there. She's like, so what are we going to do? I said, well, I have to take another test, physical fitness test next week. She was like, so what's the plan? I said, well, I'm about to go run. She didn't. You won't run? Like, no, man, what about your leg? What? She didn't do none of that. You know what she did? She said, well, I'm going to run with you. And we started running. Went outside the day after failing. A few hours after everything being taken from me. And we ran. I ran until it hurt. I ran until it bled. I ran until I felt pain. I ran until I was suffering. I ran until my legs got numb. And then I kept running. And at the end of my run, I knew that I could overcome the pain. If only I had run without stopping the day before. If only I had run without stopping, embraced the pain, endured the pain the day before. But because I didn't, I was going to teach my body a lesson. A few days later, I retook that test. Passed with flying colors. Everything that was taken away from me. It took me a year to get it all back. I not only got it back. But I took back greater things than what I had before. Because my mind was focused on the goal. I concentrated on what I wanted, what I desired. And I endured until the end. What makes your endurance authentic is not the fact that you go through something. It's not the fact that it doesn't defeat you. What makes your endurance authentic is that it is founded on spiritual prayer and meditation. So when the times get tough and the times get hard, you look at the situation, you look at the circumstances, you look at the issue and you say, how is this affecting the spiritual realm that I'm a part of? And once you identify that, you manipulate it, you change it, you affect it to work for what you need it to be. Because in this life, we need to be the ones who determine, direct, and dictate the next steps 
that we take. Because if you can do that, then you're in line with the function that you were given from that spiritual realm. Well, what's in that spiritual realm? Man, we gonna get there. We gonna talk about it. But if you're ready for that conversation right now, then go to the website infiniteascension.org or hit up the email at infiniteascension23 at gmail.com. We'll start going down the path towards building, perfecting, and becoming the true you. I am Hanuk Hanuk Nasiya. Once again, it's been an honor to speak with you, to communicate, to converse, and I can't wait until our next conversation. Shalom, shalom, and we'll talk to you again soon.